There's crispy, and then there's crispy, er. Try our new and improved Tyson crispy chicken strips. Crispy just got crispy, er. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to HBCU 468, the Roden Fellows Podcast. I'm Isaiah Smalls, formerly of Morehouse College, and I'm your host today. Joining me in the studio are my co-hosts, Mania Shabazz from Grambling State. Hello, everyone. And Donovan Dooley from North Carolina A&T. What's good, folks? <sighs> another week, another fellow, man. Bill Roden is not in the studio with us today, but we will continue holding down the fort as we do so well. Fortunately, he did send us some audio, and that means we will have a great show today. Bill, legendary jazz musician Wynton Marsalis, and his son Simeon will be given their top five black entertainers. And don't worry, we'll be sharing ours too. Bill also spoke to NBA insider Zach Lowe about his background and the whirlwind that is the association. We'll be giving our thoughts on free agency and what we're most looking forward to next season, or if we'll even be watching. I don't think I will. But before we do, we always like to give our predictions on what everybody will be talking about next week. Donovan, start us off. Um, I think we're going to be talking about and overreacting to Summer League next week, like everybody does around this time of the year. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to be overreacting to what some of the top draft, draft picks are or are not doing in Summer League. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mania? Um I think we're going to be talking about tennis because Wimbledon ends on July 15th. And unfortunately, Venus, she failed to advance to the fourth round, but her sister, Serena, advanced. And so I know everyone's excited to see what's going to happen with that. I personally think we're going to be talking about France and their World Cup run. You know, I'm cheering for France. More than half of their team is black. So, hey, go France. So with that out the way, let's talk black entertainers. Maybe this is just me, but I feel like now more than ever, there's a wealth of black voices. The examples are endless. On the screen, you have Luke Cage, Atlanta, Insecure, shout out Issa Rae. On the charts, you have the Carters, Kendrick, Future. But my question to you is, if you had to choose five entertainers, just five, who would you choose? We're about to go around. Let's start with you, Mania. I'm going to, my top one is definitely Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Um, just how influential she's been on the black community. Uh, she has her own network as That's a black fire. woman. That's just amazing. And she came, you know, from her big talk show that had not just black women watching, but, you know, women all over just coming and gathering just to watch the Oprah show. So I just think she's very influential and definitely my top pick. Donovan, who's coming off second? Kind of second for me. Um, I'm going to go Michael Jackson. Ooh. You stole mine. Why? Why Michael Jackson? I'm going Michael Jackson because he's the king of pop, man. Like, you had, there's no denying that. Like, you got to go MJ. Just, we were talking about strictly pure entertainers. Okay. Then, you know, I want somebody to entertain me. Who's going to entertain you more than Michael Jackson is? That's real. That's real. Uh, I'm going to have to go Donald Glover. Uh, I need someone that can, you that's know, a, rap. That's a, that's a reach, though. Rap. He's a comedian. He can act. He can sing. Like, I need his all own of it. show. Produces it. Like, I need all of it. That's yeah. what I need. You don't watch Atlanta. That's why. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You don't watch Atlanta. So, and I mean, he's about to be in Lion King. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. With the third pick, though. Like, there's so many. Like, you guys didn't even pick Prince yet. Like, come on now. Hey. Like, hey, that's the third hey, pick. Hey. I wanted somebody. I like somebody that can do it all, man. And who's going to do it all better than. Like, I, don't have, I don't have any problem with Donald Glover. 
or Childish Gambino, whichever one you wants to go with. I don't have any problems with them. I just don't think he's a third overall pick. Like hey, you got, hey, you got hey, to pick man third hey, overall. Hey, hey, teach gotta on. go big. Teach to you, Mania. Let's go. Okay, hear me out on this one. I'm gonna go with Steve Harvey. What? You off that. Oh, no. Man. Nah, nah. Okay. She like the oversized suits. Come on now. Okay. He's a radio personality, hosted game shows, actor, author. In terms of like all around, I just feel, you know, he's still entertaining us to this day. Um, I'm just going to have to go with Steve Harvey. That's a yeah. no for me, dog. That ain't it. That's a no for me, That dog. ain't it. You I can't Steve fade. Harvey with the fourth <laughs> overall pick. I don't know what you are right now. <laughs> I can't fade. That's wild. That is crazy. That's actually pretty wild. Did she yeah, even say comedian? Uh, did you? Did you say comedian? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely throw comedian in there. I'm just uh, saying uh, every single comedian. Uh, uh, comedian. Dang. You want him because he hosts, what, Family Feud? Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's why that's I picked him. No, I go. I'm going yeah. Prince. Oh, fire. Take Prince. I'm going to have this fire lineup because y'all, I don't know who y'all fire. picking right now because I'm going to have this fire lineup. I'm already hip. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Hove. I'm going to go Hove. Jay-Z. Yeah. Oh I need someone, God. I need someone that could give me bars as well as drop knowledge on me. Which rapper is out oh, there giving uh, financial uh, advice like Hove? Oh Nobody. God. Nobody. Uh, He's teaching yeah. you how to love you, woman. And, you Am know. I cheating on him? Wow. I'm just saying. Since wow. you want to put it out there. Wow. <laughs> since you want to put it out wow. there. Wow. I mean, like, we're past that. You're talking about 2016, ho. We in 2018. We about to be in 2019 soon. Come on now. You Come say, on now. You say they're teaching you how to love your woman. Hey, hey. Hope hey. a cheater. It's been documented. Hey, he hey. got slapped on the elevator by <laughs> Solange. I mean, I think everybody knows this. <laughs> hey, what I say, that's 2016, ho. You live, you got to live in the present, bro. You, you talking too far back. Mania, on you. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Michael Jordan. Uh, I just think that's okay. an obvious pick. Okay. Um, his legacy still lives on. Hasn't played in okay. the league, you know, for a while. Still buying his shoes. Still, you know, I. I About just the remake think, Space Jam too. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? You didn't know that they're making a Space Jam too? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. I'm weak. Are bro. you serious? <laughs> I'm so that weak. was my movie. Yeah. Welcome to the Space Jam. <laughs> we have breaking news on the, the <laughs> Space Jam coming out. Space Jam Two is coming oh out. Oh my god! Is it Space Jam Two or a remake? In the Space Jam Two. With go ahead. Wait, my go. Yeah, it's on you. Let me go ahead and grab Beyonce off the board. Aspire. So nobody want to grab Beyonce Aspire. off the board. Aspire. I just feel like she's so obvious though. So why didn't you grab her? <laughs> no, I'm saying she wasn't on my list. That's why I'm beyond it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like you know, everybody's gonna say like Beyonce. That's an entertainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's hope so. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying. So what's the point? But it was this, it was already been draft? said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beyonce was already said already. So it's like you know. It's okay. He. he I'm saying so. If, so we're not people. duplicating. If we if we couldn't duplicate the list, no one told I you feel that. like that we shouldn't impressive. be able to duplicate. I, I thought we weren't going to duplicate the list either. But it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, we're going to cool. move on. Moving cool. on to me. I got I'm going to take Dave now. Chappelle. My man's That's politically conscious. He can make you laugh. Like Dave Chappelle. 
I hey man, if I'm stuck on an island, I want Dave Chappelle to be with me, bro. Because yeah, he's he's funny. There's a, there's a whole lot of other he's so funny. It doesn't he, matter. He's, he's a funny. Rescue team or like, <laughs> you know maybe somebody who can you remember drive, ride a helicopter or something to get me off the island. You remember that SNL? You remember him on SNL? His little monologue that he gave right before yeah. like Trump, right after Trump was elected, bro. That joint made me cry. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Yeah. It made I shed tears, bro. I mean, I understand all that. I'm just saying, if I'm on the island stranded, I kind of want to get off the island before I want. <laughs> to laugh i'm just gonna put that out there <laughs> all right that's a, that's a good point mania go ahead okay i'm gonna have to go with whitney houston okay that's fire um you know before i crack oh um, wow jesus lord just just bring it on i was in. just making sure you guys knew which one i was talking about <laughs> just bring it on um in. but you know she was just uh such a great influence her boy before crack yeah before <laughs> before, before the drugs <laughs> Her, you know, her voice is just uh, like Carrie Williams, and you know when she died, I just think that took a big toll on America. So I'm definitely gonna have to say Whitney. Okay, that's fire. You know, I'm rolling with Denzel Washington. I was okay. gonna say Denzel. Okay, why? Why Denzel? Because I feel like I need someone who's gonna be able to to act and perform, okay. and uh, who's better than Denzel? Okay, that's real. <laughs> that's um, a black actor. I will go with LeBron James. I have to. Um, Basketball is an art, and who, you know, paints better pictures than LeBron James? I I don't know anybody. I don't. Hey, maybe other than Michael Jordan, but that's a whole nother nother conversation. And he's going to be starring in what? Space Jam 2. Space Jam. I can't believe I didn't know. I didn't I can't, know. I really can't believe that she did not know that Space Jam 2 was coming out. But, okay, go ahead. My next pick. You guys are going to get on me about this one. Oh, we already oh, got on you about your other picks. Exactly. Oh, I okay, I just, I'm, I'm going right. to say Chris Brown. Oh. That's actually not a horrible pick. Yeah, because, it's not. okay, it's not. I'm just going to say Chris Brown just because of how far he's come. I just, I don't think anyone thought he was going to make a comeback. Hey, you know, he got arrested like today. From Rihanna. <laughs> you just telling me all the breaking news. Breaking news on the Roden Fellows podcast. Chris Brown was arrested. But today. he just keeps coming back. He I, just keeps. I guess. Okay, I, anyway, he I just guess. keeps rising. You know, I just. I rising just think it's jail. amazing. Rising the jail? Oh, boy. I mean, he keeps messing up, but what I'm saying is he keeps... <laughs> he'll keep, he'll he always keeps, bounce back. He always <laughs> bounces always back. Bounce back. And bro. that's somebody that I He's need to have on my down. team. <laughs> but he will pick your team back up. What do you get arrested for, though? To keep it I think aggravated... see him in concert. A, uh, aggravated battery, I think. Jesus. It I was think. arrested in Florida for felony battery warrant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> What's your pick, Donovan? Oh, he's going to fall down, but he's going to get back He'll up. He'll get right back up. Well, um, if we're talking about entertainment, i got to put a sports star in here. And okay. what better sports star to have than Magic Johnson? Showtime. Mm, Showtime, Showtime Lakers. That's fire. That's if we want to be, if we wanna be entertained, let's bring Showtime in. That's a, that's a great pick. So i got to go with Magic Johnson. That's a great pick. For my fifth one. All right. So last but not least, I shall go... I'm gonna take a writer. I'm gonna go James Baldwin, man. I'm gonna go James Baldwin. Uh, brilliant writer, brilliant, brilliant writer, amazing orator. Um, he can talk. That's what, and that's what I need. I need someone that'll give me some uplifting stuff. You know, I just need to be uplifted sometimes. But so 
there are so many more entertainers that went unnamed. But fortunately, Bill got to catch up with the world-renowned jazz musician Wynton Marsalis and his son, Simeon, to talk about their top five. Let's take a listen. My top five, and this is going to be, I get what, Soupy Sales, can I say that? <laughs> uh, Richard Pryor, number one. Dizzy Gillespie, because I think Dizzy was a great entertainer. I mean, obviously, he was a great musician, but I thought he was also a great entertainer. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he entertained. Um, that's two. This is really hard. Louis, <laughs> Louis Jordan, Louis Jordan, as my brother would say, mm-hmm. I thought he was he was he was aware of the entertainment value of what he did. Um, four, when if somebody called you an entertainer, would you be offended? I'd just be glad if they know who I am. <laughs> so I'd say I'd say I'd say went myself. Oh as, man, come on. <laughs> don't put me in there. Okay, I'm sorry. Come on, now. <laughs> right. no, but I mean, the people but, you really like now, Coltrane or Sunrise, no, no, all the people but, you was. Well, but Train Train was an entertainer though. Do you think Train was an entertainer? Yeah, I think. If he Did you think he thought he was an entertainer? I think I, you know. Well, once we blurred the line between entertainers and artists and musicians. If you want to be strict to the word, no, Sammy Davis was a, was an entertainer. Okay, Sammy. Yeah, that that's what you think but, of somebody dancing. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> I think it could be anything. Anything. Really. Anybody if who entertains you. If you yeah. entertain people, right? Sammy, can I take you? Said Sammy Davis got steal that. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I said uh, so. Uh, then five would be um, five would. I said you know what, Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce. Uh, I said five would be Beyonce. She's in it, right? Okay. Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. All right. Okay. Next. Oh, am I next? Yes, man. This is sad. I'm the youngest, and it's going to be the most difficult for me, I think. Um, I really want to cheat. Yeah, I'm going to cheat, actually. And I'm going to first, I'm going to talk about two writers who are still living. So that's, I'm going to do five. I'll give you at least two musicians. And one I'm going to say is the writer who probably most impacted my decision to write, whose name is Jamaica Kincaid. Mm. <laughs> and, and another one is, I'm going to give a brief shout out to a writer that I met last year who also had a huge influence on me. And my book, Teju Cole, um, has a book called Blind Spot that came out last year. And he's always up to stuff. So that's great and interesting. But now, let me get back <laughs> to my history of being entertained. I really have to go back to, I'm going to mention who I was truly entertained by throughout growing up. I'm going to say that the first entertainer was 50 Cent. And actually, I'm going to stick to 50 Cent because 50 Mm. Cent's ability to troll now is really just an extension of when he first came out. I'll never forget that when Wankster, the song, first came out, I was listening to it on Hot 97 in the morning, and I remember thinking, this is the worst song that I've ever heard in my life. I got to school that day, and every single person in the school was playing the song. I realized that Half of the love for 50 Cent was about the image. And 50 Cent also understood that. I mean, that's also why he's named 50 Cent. So his ability as an artist from New York, as New York was waning, to just completely capture everybody was... Okay, now now that I'm in that, I'm going to talk about someone whose music I don't particularly appreciate. Excuse me, but Drake. Um, I My little siblings watched him on Degrassi. So I saw him go from a, from an actor get signed with Lil Wayne who was in this book that I gave my father <laughs> I saw him become a rapper um, and I saw him really capitalize on just the entertainment value of shit um, and because I'm not going to say Beyonce because that obviously she's the consummate entertainer in this moment I want to mention 
I'm on five, right? This is my fifth one. Yeah, I think you always won. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm going to give a rest in peace to Sharon Jones. I'm going to say Sharon Jones. I got to hear my good friend Nick Guy, his brother David, played mm. in the Daptones for a long time. Um, and that was music that, after I stopped listening to more hip-hop, I got back into Sharon. I got to see them play once. And then if I'm going to say Sharon, I have to mention that I got to see Charles Bradley right before he was passed, and that was really kind of powerful for me. Mm. So, yeah, those are mine. Okay. I'm going to go to people that are kind of young people's age, young musicians and piano players and, and dancers and stuff who can first, I'm going to say, uh, it's a young piano player from New Orleans named Sullivan Fortner. He's great, can, can play. Mm. Uh, Aaron Deal is another one. Mm. It's a lot of technical ability and skill. Uh, Joey Alexander, young genius, unbelievable player from... Uh, Indonesia, you can't believe somebody be wow. 11, 12 years old play like that. Is mm. then I'm gonna go to uh, a, a, a singer, Cecile McLaurin Salvant. Nobody sing like that since Sarah Vaughan or mm. something. Just unbelievable. If you haven't seen her, check her out. And then I'm gonna end with a dancer named Jared Grimes. Oh wow! Genius tap dancer and choreographer and everything. So that's that's my five for right now. Ah. Got a lot of other young people too that I know can play. They're not so much famous, but they they can entertain you with their greatness. Unfortunately, we don't have time to talk about all those picks, but we will discuss the few that stood out. Fellows, fellows, what do you think? What do you think about those picks? Fifty Cent Power is amazing. Power. I totally forgot that he was in Power. I'm yeah. Keep it a- no, he like band. helps produce Power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. He's I- still relevant. Remember that vitamin water? Yeah. But it's just surprising. They drop that gas out there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm definitely gonna say Beyonce was a definitely um, a solid pick. If he didn't pick him, I would I would have definitely picked her. Hundred percent. Love her. About to go to a concert this summer. She really is. Like when I tell you guys, she has. When I saw her in person, in terms of her performing, like that's one of the best performances I've ever seen and I've been to some concerts and so y'all should have on that Beyonce way. she was beat <laughs> she on my team I would but she was already picked so yeah I didn't we, think we, we weren't gonna her. re-pick bro no one said yeah, that she would've, she would've been my it. number one hey, but, but Oprah still how, did, how come we had a no know, one said that though. we had an understanding you just was what you mean y'all had went over, it just went over your head book. you were off that game you didn't even say it right y'all are out of pocket y'all are really really out of pocket Hey, moving on, our lists are quite different, but that is part of a larger conversation about jazz, hip-hop, and black America. You'll be able to hear the rest of it next week. In the meantime, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will talk about some NBA free agency and what we're most looking forward to next season. Keep it locked here, folks. Donovan Mania and I have a lot to say about this upcoming NBA season and what could happen next. But first, Bill Roden and ESPN senior writer Zach Lowe caught up in New York to discuss Lowe's journey to journalism and all the movement that's happening around the association. I'm reading your resume. Oh, boy. Your thing. You know, Zach Lowe, BA in history from Dartmouth. That's right. First thing. MA 
in U.S. history from the College of William and Mary. Then you were getting ready, you study for your PhD before getting, I mean, what the fuck? I said, what are you doing here? But, but the, the, the thing is, then you, you know, you worked, you worked for, um, uh, uh, the advocate, mm-hmm. but your beat yeah. was criminal justice, which when I got out of school, I went to Morgan, Morgan mm-hmm. State, and my first job was at the Afro American newspaper, but I was covering, uh, courts, covering education, covering everything. I, I think I may have written, like, one sports piece yeah. my first two years, but it was it's other stuff. And I was I'm always telling you know young people you know we this is HBCU podcast we got young people who are you know but I don't know and and you said that you you got a lot of skills doing the beat report for me that almost makes you a little fundamentally sound because <laughs> you know you 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 clearly you like sports and all that but this stuff you know. Uh, covering courts, covering the justice system. Then you did the American lawyer yeah. for another two years. But how did that enhance what you're doing now? Or oh, was completely irrelevant? No, it's it's relevant. I mean, I look back at those days. I mean, like you said, when you're when you're covering courts and crime for a small newspaper, it's there were some days where I wrote five stories. I mean, exactly. it's just crazy. So that's valuable in itself. But I, I think for me, everyone's personality is different. But for me being put in uncomfortable situations all the time that were like completely out of my wheelhouse with people who did not want to talk to me, who were angry that I wanted to talk to them. (laughs) Like just getting that layer of like resistance to like, you just got to deal with that and be okay with it and not let it freak you out um, was helpful. And then as you know, if you're on a beat, you got to see these people over and over again. You got to be able to face them when you write something that they don't like. Um, and again, deal with that, but also just the value of like, and this was the the big challenge at a newspaper was, you know, finding time for this, but the value of like, let's just go out for beers. Mm. Let's just go out for coffee. No agenda, no story. Let's just like try, like feeling out who would be open to that, Mm. you know, um, in terms of the people you're covering. Yeah. People you're covering potential sources. sources. Yeah. Just developing relationships that were based on Mm. respect Mm. more than, quid pro quo you know what mm. i mean and just the value and you get that's just time like you got to put in time yeah, you know it seems like you know i know with 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 young reporters now i mean everything now is like kind of fast but i, I think that the timeless thing is sometimes you know you like you said you just have to let it brew you know you can't you know when you build sources uh and it just takes it's a period over time do people respect you do they respect you enough to want to talk to you, so that that kind of thing, right? It just it just takes time. You can't you can't really rush it. You can't make it. You know, like they they you 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 take an oak tree and put it in your backyard and then pour buckets of water over like like two hours you know a day buckets of water. And it's not going to grow any faster. Yeah. In fact, you're probably going to kill it. Well, yeah. I've, I mean, I've had I've had sources around the league. A couple of agents come to mind. Text me. Be like, hey, do you know so and so reporter? Mm, and I yes. say, yeah, and they'll be, and this will be in, invariably, and I don't mean to, to, I'm not passing judgment, but invariably, it, it will be a 25 year old, mm. and and the, the the source will say he's texting me like for details about like this trade that may or may not be happening, and I'm like I never even met the guy, <laughs> right. and I was like, well, you know, and and like you said, like that that agent, like that's the instant, like I want to speed up the process, right. and that agent is like, oh. oh like I don't want to even do the process now. Like this is this is <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it, you know it takes you, it takes you a while to learn. And they say, well, millennium or generation. You know, I I think the certain things are just timeless. You know, manners, uh, being good at what you do, 
respecting. I mean, you know, certain things don't have anything to do with what generation you were born in. It I just, hope so. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It just has to do with certain basic things. Yeah. You know? yeah. So when you're doing all this stuff, uh, you know, now, you know, you've got the, a great podcast, uh, The Low Post, which is cute. But how did you, all this time when you were doing, you know, you were at Dartmouth, when you were getting your uh, master, did you always have this sports thing in mind? I mean, were you always a sports guy? So so it's, it's um yes. And when, so when I grew up, like the sport in, in where you, you Connecticut, were, okay. um, the sports reporters was yeah. was like religion yeah. for me, and like I just I, I wanted to be a sports writer. I wanted to be a sports pundit. That's what I wanted to do. But I also developed a sort of um, completely inaccurate sense of what that job was. Like I thought, oh, they just put you on TV and you get to like say your opinions. And so I, that's like that's what I want to do. I'm going to be a journalist. <laughs> and I went to college, and I was like, let me try writing for the college newspaper. And I was – when I was 17, 18, I was a pretty shy kid. And I just had no conception how much of journalism was knocking on doors of mm. strangers and having conversations that were tense or uncomfortable. Not all of it is like that, but like, you know, just, and I just was not cut out for that when I was 18, 19 years old. And I was – I just pulled back completely and I said, okay, it's not for me. And I majored in history. I became a high school teacher. I was mm. going to get my MA, PhD. And in, in history. In history. I was going to be a professor. I was either going to be a professor or come back and teach teach high school again. That's what mm. I was going to do. And I would be sitting in these dusty archives, like literally almost like closets, going through these documents from the 1800s. Mm. And I just, after 10 hours a day of that for three or four days, I, I would just said, you know, I, I this is not – I'm not having fun. Mm. And whatever I write out of this is going to be for such a niche audience that I'm just not sure it's worth the lift. Mm. And then I got to thinking like, well, I now read a million history books. Like when you're a PhD student, you're reading four books a week. I mean, that's mm. what the job is. Mm. Which ones do I like best? And I say, you know, I tend to gravitate to the ones from recent history because the sources are alive yeah. and people can interview them. And I said, you know, I'm more confident now as a 25, 26 year old, like maybe I need to revisit you know, this all seems to be pointing back to journalism. Maybe I need to revisit that. So I did, and I, I was in, I started covering high school football mm -hmm. uh, on Fridays in Virginia. Yeah. No idea what I was doing. And then I tried to get a job, and of course, every editor at any newspaper laughed at me. I said, "You're 25 with no experience. What, what the hell are you doing?" So I just I couldn't find a way in, and so I went to Columbia for grad school, plunked mm -hmm. down a lot of money, took out a lot of loans, and. I don't know. How, that seems like a much crazier decision in retrospect than it felt like at the time, but you, it worked. You know, one of the one of the fellows, you know, do this thing called the Roden Fellows, yeah. and one of them, uh, Isaiah Smalls, is going to be going to Columbia this fall. And I'm wondering, in retrospect, I mean, you know, you do that. Do you how? Why was that good for you? I mean, what are the pros and cons? I mean, I, I, I want to get into LeBron James and all, that, but, yeah. but 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 what in terms of where you are now? Great so, podcast. You wrote for um, uh, you know Bill Simmons and yeah. the um, Grantland. Grantland, all that. How did all that help? And do you think is necessary? So I was always surprised by how many experienced journalists stopped their careers and went back to Columbia, like like people who had decent like beats at, at decent sized newspapers. Like one of my friends worked at the Chicago Tribune and came back to Columbia. That always seemed. Like a lot of money for someone who was already sort of through step one. For me, I couldn't get to step one. I tried mm -hmm. every avenue I could. I just, and so I just needed an in. And also, like, 
it, it, it again reinforced a lot of those skills. Like you, you go to Columbia, you get a neighborhood. That's your beat for the first four months. And mine was Fort Greene, Brooklyn, when Fort Greene was just about to flip yeah. into, into yeah. gentrification. <laughs> or it was like gentrification yeah. stage one. So you go and you talk to people about complicated issues and you mm-hmm. get used to those conversations and you get used to, you know, just basic stuff. Like I remember, you know, like, just the, the fact that you had to check the spelling of like every you know like little item that you mm. wrote about and stuff like that so it's valuable but i i would I, it, it is expensive and it's only a year so like if you don't get the right professors or the right experience like it's over you'd like it's, mm. it's over like that you don't get a second chance so mm. if you got no other way in i would do it if you're already pretty successful and pretty young i would think twice about it personally yeah, but but it, it, well if you're isaiah who's just graduated from morehouse and go around. too late, eyes. You already put down your money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so forget whatever you. But it, but it, what would you knowing what you know now? What would you tell somebody now who's just graduated from graduated from college and is headed to Columbia? How do you maximize it so that when you're done, you 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 know you could say Will's worth it. Or Pick your teachers carefully. Do a lot of background into who your professors are going to be. Don't screw around too much. Because New York is like you're oh going to be tempted. God. If you've never lived in New York before, or you never lived in a big city. Mm. You're going to be every night. You're going to have stuff to do. Mm. Um, you and do some of that, right? But like, don't you know? Don't do too much of it. <laughs> and and like, just just forget whatever your comfort zone is and do everything. Anything that you're like, ooh, that's far away, or that makes me uneasy, or that's just not in my wheelhouse at all. Like I, I went and covered a play one mm. night and, and got behind the scenes with it. I don't know anything about plays, but, mm. but just just do all of that. Mm. Try everything. No, that's great. That's great. Um, let me ask you, I know you're on deadline. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Today? What, yeah, what are you writing? I'm writing about uh, sort of like a okay the the frenzy of free agency is over lebron is on the lakers what does that mean for what what does he want the lakers to do and what does that mean for the Kawhi leonard trade talks basically uh, let's, let's start with that because I'm, I'm curious about this stuff too i mean you listen to stuff all the time and i'm like you know as a as a host or whatever it's one thing like you said to just give your opinion but when i'm talking to you, you have spoken to a lot of folks about this a lot of gems about that I mean, in other words you're just not necessarily making it up right but you've you know, you've done a lot of reporting. So let's start with Kawhi, because I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Of all the people, tell me where you think, what's what's going on with Kawhi? What do you think he's going to land? What's the th- thought process? It Nobody knows. I mean, it is the weirdest situation. I've only been covering the league full-time eight or nine years, so it's not like mm-hmm. I come from this wealth of experience. But even people who have been around the league for 20, 30 years, they can't remember a situation like this. You know, one guy, and I'll put this in the story, one guy joked to me on a, on a team that's sniffing around him a little bit. It's like, man, I'd settle for like one of those stupid Instagram videos that shows him <laughs> lifting weights and working out. And it's sort of like, I just want to know he's doing something. Like right. I got no right. information on the guy. Right. Um, and, and no one, no one quite knows where it broke down with the Spurs. Obviously there's a disagreement about, there was a disagreement about the nature of his injury and the treatment that was required for it. That is sort of the underlying foundation for all of this. But like that happens all the time. And it's right. happened to him before. He had a wrist injury where they disagreed on treatment three or four years ago. And you you should be able to overcome that. So nobody knows whether it was his uncertain timetable and maybe discomfort with some of the pain he was feeling started to fray his relationship with teammates who went at him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's these familial influences and like you could speak to this more than I do that the family influence thing 
makes me very, very uncomfortable because – What do you mean? Well, I, I just think the um, – it's it's a trope that has been brought out all the time in the last 40 or 50 years of sports writing and particularly for young black athletes. Like, oh, they're being swayed by these these unsavory influences right, right, in their right, life. Right. Kawhi is 27 right. years old. He's a superstar right. basketball player. Right. He's not right. He's not helplessly being led by the hand, you know. And that you're right. And that is sort of the, some, the, the underlying backstory, particularly with, with black athletes or, you know, quote unquote minority, the whole almost paternalism yeah. of the family or the posse or mm-hmm. something other than Phil, a. That's a, what Phil Jackson said, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, a business decision. Well, you got this guy's 27 years old and you would assume, you know, you have, you have a daughter. I've got a, you know, that the people are pretty much going to be looking out for you. Um, I'm thinking, what would happen if this guy, Kawhi, what happens if he just, you know, one day you wake up, and you're just not feeling it anymore. You're either not feeling San Antonio anymore, or depending on the type of person you are, you may not be feeling this anymore. I mean, who knows? What, what happens if he held a press conference and says, you know what, I'm done. That would be pretty I'm, wild. I'm done. I'm, you know, L.A., no, I'm just done. I'm gonna, what are you going to do? I'm just done. I mean, Larry Sanders essentially did that in, yeah. in the NBA. He's like, you know, look, I... I mean, for lack of a, well, there's no polite way to say. It. Like, I like to smoke marijuana and live a certain kind of lifestyle. Like, I'm out. Like, I don't care that I could make a hundred million dollars over the next five years. Like, I'm just out. You know, right. So it's not that insane. Right. And he's made money. I mean, I mean, if you look at from the perspective of Lee, like me, like a journalist, how much money do you need? I mean, you know, how much <laughs> how much money do you need to yeah. say? You know, because I'm sure I don't know. I mean, I, I I can honestly say I've loved what I've done. I've, Done whether it's the New York Times, the Baltimore Sun. I love this business. I I, I have fun, but you know it could be a time to you know I'm just done. Would you be stunned if if Kawhi if, when, this time next year? What what do you think we're going to be with with him? I mean, if if you just had to kind of yeah, conjecture, I would say this time next year. So we'll be July next year. I would I I think the most likely scenario that you would have to bet on. I'm not saying it's overwhelmingly likely is that he's on the Lakers. I think yeah. that I think that's the if you had to place your money on one thing, you'd get the worst odds for that because it's the most likely outcome. But that's where you should place your money. And, and I think I mean to me when I'm thinking about this, that seems to be in terms of and now we can move to like down to uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. It seems to me of all the names that have been, I, I could see them working together. I could see I could see LeBron working together with. With Kawhi, just because of this whole the type of person Kawhi seems to be, doesn't necessarily have to kind of do all this stuff. Seems mm-hmm. like they could work together. What, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think Kawhi wants the spotlight of the big star in the big market. I, I think that that's just not his personality. <clears throat> and I think as LeBron gets older, he is going to want a someone who can carry more of the load on offense, like Kyrie yeah. did for him, and Kawhi can do that. Uh, and B. Someone who every, every day, every game is like, oh, okay, that guy's going to guard the best player on the other team yeah. every single game. Yeah. So I never, I never ever have to because he can guard yeah. four different positions at least. Right. Why wouldn't you like that? I mean, I, you know, LeBron James worked so hard this year. I mean, I'm, I'm, I got tired <laughs> looking at what he was doing. And you think, man, if I could have a guy like a, um, Kyrie, mm-hmm. but like, oh, I, I think, I think Kawhi may even be, I would be quantified better. I, he's healthy. Kawhi is better than Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, and, and without the back, I mean, without the the baggage, you yeah. know, whatever that is. I'm like, why wouldn't you want that, man? I mean, you know, Paul George. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like Kawhi is just a better fit. 
DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, to me, I'm looking at that <laughs> and saying, you know, I forget it was a line that, uh, what Ali did to, Ali did to George Foreman, the rope of dope. Mm-hmm. He was getting Foreman to do something nobody else could do, which was knock himself out. Yeah. And I'm thinking the, the Warriors almost was like, you know, you, you play blackjack. Yeah. And you get to like finally turn that card. Yeah. Say, okay, you guys think, okay, you've just, I think you've just done it with this guy. What do you, what do you think of that, that move? I mean, there were all sorts of financial reasons why it made a lot of sense for for both sides. You know, there just was not a market for DeMarcus and almost no other team. There are maybe two or three other teams where it makes any sense for them to sign him to a one-year contract because he's not going to play half the season. And so if you're like a, just an okay team, what you want is the chance to get DeMarcus Cousins in the fold for lots of years but no one was offering the amount of money where year two and year three are going to be worth it for him. He wants to he, he wants to get back in the market when he's healthy and he's proven he's healthy. So it really does make a bizarre amount of sense, even though it seems completely wacky that he's on the Warriors. And, you know, I mean, we'll see how healthy he is. I've never been a huge DeMarcus guy, so we'll see how healthy he is and how he fits in there when he when he's back. But it, it's certainly... Even though you knew, and I had written and said it many times, that there was just not a market for him, right. you just it just never was in my consciousness that he could go sign with the Warriors. It just never was in a thing that I thought of. I, and I wonder if LeBron, when he finally made the move to L.A., if they're thinking, if, if, if Golden says, okay, well, we got it. These guys are kind of anteing up now. Yeah. We'll roll the dice on DeMarcus. And big dice, because nobody, I mean, like, nobody was reaching out to this guy. Houston, no. You know, almost down. I mean, people like. And that's a team where you could make an argument it would make some sense. Make a lot of sense. Even, even the Knicks. And that's, I, I do want to end when we talk. No conversation in this city. Have you got to gotta say something about the hopelessness of the Knicks. Oh, God. But before we get to, well, let's talk real basketball <laughs> yeah. first. We can't do, we oh, get, man. Get to, get to that. Cause I imagine you're a Knicks fan, right? No, I grew up a Celtics fan, actually. Oh, okay. uh, Cause my dad is from, um, my dad is from New Hampshire, so okay. I inherited all the the Boston sports celebrities other than the Red Sox because he didn't want me to be a Red Sox fan. <laughs> why? Because he's a, why? He told me when I was five or six years old that it would be um, just a lifetime of pain, and so pick a National League team. So I chose between the the Mets because oh. they were local and the Pirates, well, the um, Pirates because, because my mother is from Pittsburgh. The first baseball game I actually the first sporting event I saw was at Three River Stadium baseball game. You could, I mean, you know, with the Mets, it's just. Hard up and down, but the Pirates are pretty. It's no matter what the with lean years, great years. It's always solid. I, I never hear Pirates fans jumping off the bridge. I mean, you know, I, they they seem to be. You know, they're not nuts like. Yeah, you know, there's probably a, I I don't follow baseball much anymore, and the economics of baseball are totally different than the NBA. So I don't really know the nuances of it. But there does seem to be a certain like hopelessness if you're a small market team in baseball where like you just got to hit lightning in a bottle for a couple years when you have all your good prospects come up and other than that it's like it's just watching the big teams steal them at the end it just seems hard to to win do you think that's happening to the nba i mean we spoke about okay now cousins is you know going to uh the warriors um paul george resigned but do you think that that sort of ethic mentality is beginning to creep in to uh, the nba or is it cyclical I think it's cyclical and the, the NBA's cap system, you know, makes it so that the market differential isn't, um, that overwhelming. But, you know, I mean, there, there is always going to be a difference between Los Angeles and Memphis, you know, both in terms of the appetite to pay the luxury tax and like, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers did essentially 
you know, two or three things right in the last five years and like a ton of stuff really, really wrong. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter because LeBron wanted to play for the Lakers. Like that's like Memphis or Orlando could not have that track record and right. get LeBron. Right. So, so two things. What do you think about the VAR? I mean, I've not heard anything about ball, and I'm thinking this guy got to go. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, but what do you? And I, I don't hear anybody talking about. I don't hear the dad that much. You know, what he's been God. chirping like that. I'm like, so wait a minute. It seems like, and look, you're hearing all these names, Kawhi. But I'm like, seems like. Ball's got to kind of go. I don't know. Does he fit into this? I mean, they have so many guys who can't shoot. It's almost like they're doing some sort of experiment. Like, how many guys that can't shoot can we put around LeBron? It's, it's <laughs> right. like a joke. Like, what yeah, shows. like let's just let's just do a pro, let's right. do a, a public art project right. for a year. Um, you know, I don't think he fits very well. There, there was buzz around the league that LeBron didn't want want the ball circus around if you if you join the Lakers. And then, you know, there these these um these quotes or the anonymous quotes come out about how, you know, no, the LeBron is excited to play with Lonzo, the Lakers are excited to see how Lonzo fits with LeBron. Just that kinda like that sets off my spin alert right. like in my That's head. Right. They just that just That's feels right. like we're trying a little too hard right. to act like we're not so I don't know what's right. gonna happen, but those those set off alarm bells well, in my head. Like saying, it's not about the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's always about yeah, the money. Exactly. Right. It seems to me that the whole thing about about this thing is that the the NBA has done something to the NFL has never really been able to to do consistently, which is dominate the cycle. To me, that's almost the headline of all this. Is that they have just they have just killed, crushed the NFL. And do you think this is going to be this is permanent or this is wild? Because part of the NFL is just trying to listen. We still got this. Let's just get our act together we got the flag and the kneeling and all this stuff um do you think that the nba has kind of really if this is going to be permanent they've really just stolen the thunder from the nfl i mean they've stolen the thunder in the sense that the nba there is not a dead spot on the calendar now other than maybe august right i mean there's no dead time anymore um and and the off season in the nba is much more of an event than it is in the nfl but the i mean i Look, and the NFL's got all these other problems you talked about, the head injuries and all this stuff. Like, I don't know what football is going to look like in 20 years. It's not my life to figure that out. But I, I believe, like, the ratings are a little bit down, but it's still, like, by far the most dominant sport on television, right? Like, there's not, it's not like an impending collapse in terms of something about their one game a week parody it just it just works like it just works right. fundamentally and people do like collisions i mean i, I don't want to mitigate people like i never wanted to play football when i was a kid i was like that's not for me i don't want, <laughs> i don't want i don't want collisions you can call me a chicken all you want i don't like that looks like it hurts and i don't really would prefer not to do that <laughs> right. last but not least the knicks is there hope yeah why not okay really? you got porzingis well we gotta see how healthy he is you got nilakina this knox kid and cap flexibility and it feels like we've been singing this like song for a while, but you know, if one of those young guards hits and Porzingis comes back healthy, Porzingis is the kind of guy that a wing superstar, which are the the superstars who really drive the league, right. are going to want to play with because he's he doesn't overlap with their skill sets too much. He can protect the rim and do a lot of that dirty work. And they seem for now to be in a mode of like smart patient decision making i think david fizzell is a good coach but every time they trick you into thinking that they're in a smart patient mode james dolan swoops down and does some crazy stuff and just like i i i just i understand that you're a knicks fan 
No, I stopped, you, being, you, a I mean, you, I stopped yeah. being a fan when I was 16, but that's that's another podcast. But, like, that's, you just – I understand the fans who are just right. waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's going to happen. It's, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, our guest has been the great Zach Lowe. Uh, wonderful podcast. Thank you. It's a lot of fun, knowledgeable uh, – uh, just depth of knowledge, but now we see why because you didn't start just with sports. You've been, you know, no, I have started in a weird way yeah, that yeah, I got yeah. here. But let's say, thank, hey, Zach, thanks so much. Looking forward to reading your piece. Your piece is going to be on ESPN.com. Yeah, right? today or tomorrow at some point. We'll see. We'll yeah. see when I actually finish it. <laughs> hey, but I'm not going to stand in the way of progress. So thank, <laughs> thank, thanks so much, man. No, really man, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. So, Zach thinks the Knicks have hope. I don't know about that. But I think Zach and I are on the same page when it comes to the importance of this NBA season. It seems like this will go down in the history books as one of the best in recent memory. LeBron took his talent to the best coast, Boogie's going to the Bay, and we still have no idea what's going on with Kawhi. I don't know about y'all, but with Boogie in the Bay, it seems like the 2018-19 season is low-key already a done deal. But with that being said, what are you guys looking forward to this season? Well, for me... um I'm looking forward to how Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and JaVale McGee are all going to coexist on one team and on one roster. That's a very good point. With LeBron James leading that core. I just think that's going to be – I know the Warriors are going to win this NBA championship. Of course. Like, of course. already in the bag. Of course. For me, I'm going to be staying up late for those 1030 games just to see if Rondo punches Lance. In the LA, in these LA games, because this is going to be hilarious to watch. I'm sorry. Do That's you really think that there's a strong possibility that that will happen? Yes, I do. Who gets suspended first? Lance, just cause. Lance, Lance, just cause. Okay, it's a fifty-fifty shot. But I'm going Lance. You're going Lance. Yeah. I'm just more confused why they have Rajon Rondo because virtually him and Lance, uh, him and Lonzo do the same exact thing. Exactly, they do. Um. I mean, there's obviously there's hope that Lonzo will, you know, develop his jump shot, but. Ooh. They were saying they might trade Lonzo. They said this gives them the flexibility to try to trade Lonzo if they wanted to. Before, before we get to Mania, you remember, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently the rumor is that this man, LeVar, leaked that Lonzo, like, tore his meniscus so that the Lakers wouldn't trade him. Is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. I was watching. Uh, I, I never heard that. I I didn't, yeah, they're that. saying that Lonzo's camp leaked the injury. So it's just like so his trade value to, yeah to decrease down. his trade value. Is that you think that's feasible? Anything's feasible with Lavar. I know anything really is. <laughs> anything really is. Everything that he's done, I'm gonna be surprised. Yeah, that's so. real. That's real. But Mania, what are you most looking forward to? I think we all heard about Carmelo. Um, he's exiting OKC, so I'm wondering, yep. you know, like what's gonna happen with that? I heard like rumors that he might look like as are looking at him. So, oh my god, I, I don't know. Don't but, know who wants an agent Carmelo Anthony no at this point? No one wants Melo. Oh my god! No one, no Well, one Houston, I'll, I'll take that back. Houston, Houston, yeah. Houston is looking into doing some deals with him to try to get him, try to get him on the roster. Only if he comes off the bench, though. And only if he's taking less than but I feel ten like, mil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got to get on that boogie, that boogie cousins plan. <laughs> you, have to take that, you better take that five point three mil, that mid level exception. You better hop on that, my homie. Because. I just, 
I think I that, that like, leads to a bigger question in terms of the Lakers. Like, if they're done making, like, these big moves, you know? Well. Because I heard they were looking at, like, Damien and, That's know, for next know. year. Yeah, that's for next year. Yeah, that's for next year, They're not, they're done But they're done still, like, setting year. themselves up, you know? Right, like, what like, else are they going to do? Right. That's a good point, Manita, because they, they had a whole lot of one-year deals. Rondo, one-year deal. Yeah. JaVale. Lance, one-year deal. Like you said, JaVale's yeah. like, a one-year deal. Like, what's their plan? Deal. Like, know? the plan is they're trying to get somebody huge and next year's free oh, yeah. agency yeah. to, to team up with Braun. So they got all these one-year contracts that are expendable so they can just dock them off the books next year to get some cap space for these players. So, like Donovan said, the NBA season really is already, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. It's going back to the Bay, repeat. Yeah, but there's still some story Oh, no, story repeat, lines. actually. Good God. Yeah. I think... What I'm most looking forward to is these younger teams. I like to see what the Suns are going to do with Devin Booker <laughs> and DeAndre Ayton. Hey, I just want to see it. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see. I want to see if this, if the, uh, if the baby Kobe and Shaq comparisons are true. I want to see it. They went t- what? They went what? Twenty-one and sixty-one last year. Yeah. yeah. They went twenty-one and sixty-one yeah. last year. I'll give them yeah. thirty-one and fifty-one. <laughs> Why not? I can give ten games. Why not? They'll still be at the bottom of the Western Conference. That's not bad. But then I definitely want to see the Celtics. Uh, They're going to be good. Definitely want to see the Celtics. Kyrie, Gordon. Since he was injured, what is he going to do? A year. I mean, not Javel. Jalen Brown, a year year older. Uh, What's his name? Jason Tatum, a year older. Like, they're going to be kind of rough. They're going to be good. And I would would even give them a significant chance to beat the Warriors if they had not added Boogie. Yeah, 100%. If they had not not added Boogie, I would have gave them a significant chance to beat the Warriors because I felt like Golden State would have been on fatigue. Um, going into these finals, if they were if they were lucky enough to get there, because I thought Houston might have been able to get them this year before they got to the West, before they got before they got out the West. But now with Boogie, especially considering that if everything goes well, I mean Boogie's not going to be ready till February. Yeah, like like you, fully ready. Like fully you said ready. that you, he's going to try to come back before training camp. And that's I was not like, going to happen, bro. bro. This is Achilles. This is the injury that kills people. Like, like you don't want to, nah, bro. Kills careers. <laughs> don't rush it. Legit, bro. Don't rush it. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Like, My man's sitting here in his boot right now. He, he just, just got, got off the scooter. scooter. <laughs> no more skirt, skirt. Yeah, just got off the scooter. No more skirt, skirt. Had the same injury. Had the same injury Boogie had. You know, I'm coming back though. Look, coming back. You, will you back, be though. back ready for training camp, bro? I'm, I'm gonna be back. <laughs> not, not, not ready. Not training camp. Not for training camp. I'm gonna be back though. <laughs> but you know, going back, you know, definitely, I'm looking forward to these young teams. Definitely, my Sixers are going. They're going to look fire. Yeah. Definitely going to look fire. They'll be alright. <laughs> the Nuggets. I definitely want to see the Nuggets. I want to see MP. No, I don't want to see the Nuggets. I want to see, see MPJ on the Nuggets. <laughs> I don't want to see the Nuggets. I do want to see the. Bro, I think what makes the Nuggets so good is that they do have a young team. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris. These are all these really are young all guys. Really, really good players. Really young guys. Those are really With good MPJ, young throw MPJ in there. Oh my god! But do I want to see the Fire. Nuggets? Do I want to see the Nuggets play? No. They were one game away no. from making the playoffs. They okay. lost in overtime to the Timberwolves at the end of last season. Okay. Okay. You know what's um, funny? In the I- West. Go ahead, Mania. Oh, I haven't heard you guys say anything about the Rockets at all. Because they're the same team. I mean, they're going to be the same team. I don't want to see them. Like, I saw them already. Yeah. I saw them lose. I saw them miss 27 straight three-pointers. I don't want to see that. That's they're bad. A Chris, they were a Chris Paul hamstring away. So, if Chris Paul can get his hamstring back right. I mean, that's always possible. That's definitely always possible. Yeah, Chris Paul, it's always possible he can get hurt again, too, though. So It is Chris Paul. It, it definitely is Chris Paul. Paul. Um, but with that being said, guys, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will talk about the World Cup and our predictions. Came going through dripping. Forward. No. 
so the end of the World Cup is near, and a champion will soon be crowned. I don't know about you guys, but I've really, really enjoyed this World Cup. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, England. Uh, Ooh, okay. Really to see. Okay. 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 What about you? know who I'm wrong with? Um, you know, Paul, Paul, but them boys, you know, they, they're about it. About about it like Master P? They're about it, bro. <laughs> Not about it, about it, but they're about it. I don't know. They, I, I just think there's, there's just something, there's something different about them, man. They got this swagger to them. They're about to get in scuffles with Uruguay today. Like they got this a chip on their shoulder, yeah. And they were, you know, they just they prime for it. They, they prime are. For it. And, they're uh, young. That's what I love about them. They're really young. And besides the black players, though, like mm-hmm. of course. But well, I mean, like Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. Hey, man, that's that's what you got to do. I'm going France, man. France is looking raw. Paul Pogba's a dog. Griezmann is a dog. Matuidi, Conte, like Mbappe, like they are fire. I just can't. I I have to choose them. What's been you guys' favorite game so far? Favorite game? Argentina France has been fire. That was that's definitely my favorite game because it was it came down to the wire. It was like four three, and even though like they scored that last goal with like probably like two minutes left. Which one was the one where they were? Um, it was a red. It was a red team. And number twenty two scored the ending goal. Like it, they were like a perfect, you know, counter. Yeah, it was Belgium. That was Belgium. That was, two. That was Belgium. Japan, maybe. Was it Belgium? Japan. Was it Belgium? Or the Colombia? Were they playing Colombia? Nah, because England played Colombia. England, England, Colombia, England. Yeah, I was sitting on my edge in the seat, seeing if they would make those goals. Yes. Oh yeah, that was fire. Yeah, that was definitely (laughs) fire. But see, there was a game before. There was a game before that where there was like a counter attack. Yeah, and like the counter attack ended the game. It was like it was like a game winning goal. Remember the Japan game. And then I was like, they're going to come. Yeah, it was Belgium, Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, was that it? Was yeah. that it? Was probably that. Because we were all yeah. watching it. Was Belgium, it. Japan. So it was Belgium, Japan. And then so I was like, yeah. they're going to come back. I'm going to go Belgium, Japan. All, all that to say, I'm going to go Belgium, Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Said the red team. <laughs> the red team. Well, I, I know who you're playing. <laughs> this has been exciting, team. though. I really have enjoyed the World Cup so far. Are you guys soccer fans now? I'm a World Cup fan. I think I'm going to start watching soccer more. I'm telling you. Yep. What Donovan said, I'm what he said. So every every four years, y'all gonna turn it like the in. Olympics. You're darn skipping. <laughs> like the Olympics, start y'all watching gymnastics when the Olympics come around. You gotta watch. You know the, when I watch swimming. <laughs> the Olympics every four years. <laughs> y'all actually. When do you watch track, swimming? Donovan? Every four years. <laughs> you guys really watch swimming? Yeah. At yeah. Ledecky? I mean, come on. Oh, those are just words bro. to me. Those are just words. You're to not me. a swimming fan, bro. Swimming's like well, the best sport. Well, I used to swim. Bro. Yeah, I used to swim. I fell. At the Olympics, track is the best sport. Actually, basketball is the best sport at the yeah. Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I like good. to see the United States of America blow teams by fifty. That is fun to me. Yeah, you're a typical American. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's fine. Win some, you lose some. I'm just saying, I, swimming, like you said, track is good too. Swimming right? and track, every four years, really. Really good sports in the Olympics. Like I said, every four years, so gymnastics too. We're gonna we're gonna wrap gymnastics every four years. We're about to wrap this up because this is this is going off off base. So guys, that's all we have time for today. If there's anything you'd like us to cover, or if you just want to leave us a comment, tweet us at the undefeated hashtag Roden Fellows. You can also contact us directly. I'm at Saint Claude II. I'm at Donovan Dooley. I'm underscore Mania Shabazz. 
Thanks for listening to HBCU 468, the Roden Fellows Podcast. This show is produced by Aaron Matthewson. Special thanks to Tarika Foster-Brasby and Kyrie Williams. Get all of the HBCU 468 podcasts, as well as The Plug, The Right Time with Bamani Jones, and The Morning Roast by subscribing to The Undefeated on the listening tab of the ESPN app. Join us next week for another HBCU podcast, and don't forget to make The Undefeated your go-to site for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. Have a good week, everybody. 